I'm going to read beginning at first, verse 1. And at that time shall Michael stand up. The great prince which standeth for the children of thy people. And there shall be a time of trouble. Hello. Such as never was since there was a nation, even to that same time. Watch this. And at that time, thy people shall be delivered. Everyone that shall be found written in the book. And then down to verse 8. And I heard, but I understood not. Then said I, O my Lord, what shall be the end of these things? And he said, Go thy way, Daniel, for the words are closed up and sealed till the time of the end. Many shall be purified and made white and tried. But the wicked shall do wickedly, and none of the wicked shall understand, but the wise shall understand. I'm going to preach to you for just a few minutes this morning about an open book. Put your Bibles down, whatever you're reading, and lift your hands to the Lord, and let's ask God to just help us in this place right now. Come on, in the name of Jesus, hallelujah. God, I'm asking you to let your spirit speak today. Hallelujah. God, we praise you. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. You may be seated. I want to share with you what I believe is God's vision for His last day church. And if you don't think you're in the last day church, I bet every morning you wake up with sand between your teeth because you buried your head there. I'm going to tell you today beyond a shadow of a doubt that you're in the last day church. Well, that's about six of you. I said, I'm going to tell you today that we are in the last day church. I don't know what day, I don't know what year, I don't know the time, but I'm going to tell you something. I believe we're going to see the rapture.
until that day, the Bible clearly outlines what the church of Jesus Christ will be like just prior to His coming. Certainly I can say today that the church in America is far from what God envisioned it to be. In fact, most of what we see going on today in the name of Christ is an abomination. There are remnant churches scattered throughout the nation and around the world that live up to God's holy standards. They lead holy lives. They preach righteousness. They believe in the supernatural. And I want to tell you that those churches are alive. Those churches are full of the Spirit of God. Those churches are impacting lives and entire communities for Jesus Christ. And I want to say to FBC that that is God's desire for this church to serve in that capacity in this city and throughout the world. Come on, somebody. I want to tell you that God wants to raise up this church to be a mighty, powerful, in-time, apostolic church. But for the most part, just stay with me a minute here, entire denominations operate without the Holy Ghost. They are devoid of the presence of Jesus and bankrupt of all spiritual gifts. Now, I'm just going to tell you, I don't want you to get this this idea that somehow I'm being critical of, of the church and the churches, but I want you to understand that I believe that the church that's going to be part of the open book vision in this last day are those that will align themselves with a book that we've had for many, many years called the Bible. Come on, somebody. If you will align yourself with the Word of God, I'm telling you, that something supernatural is about to occur in the midst of an evil and dark generation and in the midst of an end time church, God is about to do something great among us. But I want to tell you, we cannot and will not do it without the operation of the Holy Ghost in our midst. We can't do it with man's wisdom. We can't do it with man's talent. We can't do it with men's ability. The only thing that will usher in what I'm talking about is when the Spirit of the Lord is allowed to do what only the Spirit of the Lord can do. Many, the Bible described it, having a form of godliness, but denying the power 
thereof. There's something wrong if there's not conviction and a saving message in our church. Come on. There's something wrong if all we're doing is showing up on Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, having church, hearing a word, and going home. This church was never designed for the church. This church was designed for lost humanity. This church was designed so that the alcoholic, the drug addict, the prostitute, the homosexual, come on, the perverted individuals uh, could make their way to the house of God. And when they get here, there is a holy conviction and a holy power that transforms their lives. Church world, cozy with the world. Watch me here. More political than they are spiritual. Now, I know you're not going to like this. Well, maybe you will. But I'm going to tell you, if anything has captured my thoughts and imagination in the last 60 or 90 days, it is the fact that those of us that are supposed to be called out, separated, not of this world, but of another world. Come on now. I wish somebody would help me right here. I, I, I've never, I never ever imagined that the church could get so caught up in what's going on in the world that she loses sight of what the church is designed for. Hear me right now. But I am convinced that right now in this present moment that God is about to open up the book. Oh, come on. He's about to reveal a church, an end time church that's not like the rest of the church world, that's not plugged into the world, but is plugged into another world. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost right now. I'm telling you that God, I hear the pages uh, beginning to open and God is revealing or about to reveal to this world that there is a church uh, that's still able, uh, still able to produce healing, uh, still able uh, to produce the miraculous. Watch, just you be seated. I don't. I can't imagine being in a church that even wonders if God is still alive. So cold, weak, timid that the world laughs at them. Come on now, they have no influence. They have no respect, no impact on society whatsoever. 
But I want to tell you, the New Testament church that I read about made devils tremble. Come on, I'm trying to reach this church this morning. I'm telling you that what we need right now is a church that when your feet hit the floor in the morning, the devil says, oh no, they're up again. Oh, they're on, my God, oh no. Don't let that church wake up. Don't let that church, oh God help us. I'm going to tell you that hell needs to tremble at the sound of the church. Watch this. The church, New Testament church that I read about drove legions of demons into the abyss. Prayed prison doors open. Made rulers cringe in fear. The New Testament church that I'm talking about, no weapon formed against it will prosper. Oh, but Bishop, there's so much stuff going on. I'm scared. You need to quit being scared. The Bible said you have not been given the spirit of fear. You've been given a sound mind. And it's still right. There's no weapon that's formed against you that will prosper. You're going to be all right because God's opening the book. He's revealing a New Testament church that's going to produce an end time revival. Come on, I wish somebody would shout with me right now. Open the book. Watch this. New Testament church that I read about or read about. The Stephen, they believed in the supernatural. They opened blind eyes. They unstopped deaf ears. Healed all manner of diseases. They even raised the dead. Oh, that was then. This is now. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I, 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 I read that same Bible that said Jesus Christ. Come on, you can help me preach that. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, until he comes. And forever. Come on, somebody. If he healed then, he'll heal now. If he raised the dead then, he'll raise the dead. Come on, somebody. If he saved then, he'll save now. He's opening the book. I said he's about to reveal an end time New Testament church that will bring. Watch this. I'm not talking about a church that was just like the first century church. I'm talking about a church that's greater than the first century church. You think they did something? Honey, you ain't seen nothing yet. You just step back and watch what God's about to 
seated. Watch this. I'm convinced that the open book will reveal a church that has a greater unction from the Spirit than ever. Greater than even at Pentecost. God always saves the best wine for last. (laughs) Daniel said that there were some prophetic truths that were locked up only to be revealed in the last days. For the words are closed up and sealed till the time of the end. And none of the wicked shall understand, but the wise shall understand. Hear me right now when I tell you, God's people are going to begin to understand new things in His Word. Things that are already in the Bible. We don't have to recreate it. We don't have to make it up. Come on, somebody. They simply haven't been revealed in fullness. And Daniel said he saw these things but couldn't understand them. Even with all his divine wisdom, he said, I heard but I understood not. But watch this. Oh, hear me, apostolic church. But today, the Holy Ghost has revealed those things to discerning saints of God. The Scripture said, 2 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 9, I want you to know That it's no longer hidden. But the book has been open. As it is written, I have not seen, nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God hath prepared for them that love him. But God... hath revealed them unto us by his spirit for the spirit searcheth all things yea the deep things of God ladies and gentlemen the Holy Ghost in you is to reveal the hidden things that were in That book that Daniel couldn't understand. Are you hearing me right now? I'm talking about something that far exceeds anything that the the apostles ever experienced. Have I lost some of you? Right now. Everybody say right now. The Lord is preparing a powerful yet humble army of shepherds after his own heart. I don't want a shepherd that's after his heart. 
I want a shepherd that is after God's heart. But that's not the end of the story. He is also preparing a remnant congregation of hungry sheep who have turned away from the deadness and the sin of a modern church establishment. The scene is being set for that church. Hear me right now. That will stand up against the gates of hell. Upon this rock, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not, shall not, shall not. Come on, I'm looking for somebody here that's ready for the Lord to open the book in your life and let you know you don't have to get caught up in modern day church. But God is calling you, rise up. We're about to take the gates of hell. Come on, somebody praise him. I, I, I hurry on. I'm talking about a church that will be hot, not lukewarm. It'll rock the very foundations of hell. No power on earth will be able to ignore it or despise it. You may not want to accept my next statement. You got a right to be wrong. As I see it, the gospel of Jesus Christ has not been fully preached in this generation. Except for the ministries of a few righteous men and women of God. The gospel that we hear today is not what Paul said is a gospel fully preached. Paul could say to his generation, I have fully preached the gospel of Christ. And he describes the fully preached gospel as one that is much more than words. It is a gospel of words and deeds. Watch what he says. For in Romans chapter 15 and verse 18, for I will not dare to speak of any of those things which Christ hath not wrought by me to make the Gentiles obedient in word and deed. Now watch. What was he saying, Bishop? Paul was saying the Gentiles turned to Christ not because of my preaching alone, but because my words were accompanied by miraculous deeds. Through signs and wonders, through the power of the Holy Ghost, so that from Jerusalem and round about Illyricum, I have fully preached the gospel of Christ. 
if Paul had preached and taught without signs and wonders following, his message would not have had its full impact. It would not have been the gospel fully preached. He said truly, 2 Corinthians 12 and 12, the signs of an apostle were wrought among you in all patience in signs and wonders and mighty deeds. I, my wife and I were recently in a little country church down in Missouri. We were there and when I walked in the place, I knew the power of God was there. Over on the right, Brother Kevin, there was a wall. And on that wall, there were crutches. There were braces. There were walkers. There were wheelchairs. You're not hearing me right now. I'm telling you that the world that we're living in is not looking for another preacher. I love good preaching. I love good messages, but I'm telling you that's not what's going to turn this world upside down. I'm going to tell you what's going to turn the world upside down when the word is confirmed by deeds. When blinded eyes are open, the crippled walk. Come on, somebody. The demoniacs are set free. That's what's going to produce an end time apostolic revival. When the book is opened, it will be because you and I respond to the word of God and allow the Holy Ghost inside of us to be activated to produce the supernatural. biggest tragedy of all is that there have been perversions. But Stephen, you talked about it this morning. A prosperity doctrine. Prosperity teaching that by accepting the Lord which is totally not scriptural. <laughs> It's not a matter of if we accept him. He said, I came to seek and to save that which was lost. Watch now. Nevertheless, living or giving your life to the Lord is in today's perverted religious atmosphere is like winning the lottery. It, it meant... Having the promise of wealth, cars, clothes, houses, land. Whatever a believer spoke into existence was to become reality in his life. Even worse, the gospel portrayed Jesus as some wine-guzzling sports fanatic who loves to dote on his kids. The biggest tragedy of all is that those very perversions have caused many God-fearing pastors, evangelists, and lay people 
to turn away from the truth of a fully preached gospel. They want nothing to do with signs, wonders, and miracles. Don't get quiet on me right here. But I want to tell you that God is still God. And He is mighty in working miracles and wonders. He is still our healer. He wants to show Himself strong on behalf of those who trust in Him. Great. Everybody shout great. Great supernatural workings took place in the New Testament church without any perversions, without advertising, without showmanship, without any person claiming power and authority. The ministry of Paul, as we look at it at Troas, Paul preached such a long message that a young man named Eutychus fell asleep while sitting on the windowsill. The boy fell three stories to the ground and the Bible said Eutychus was taken up dead. And when Paul arrived on the scene below, he quieted everyone. Then he did as Elijah had done. He stretched himself out over the dead lad and suddenly... Life came back to Eutychus. The boy had been resurrected, raised from the dead. What a miracle. But watch. After that happened, Paul didn't send everyone out to spread the news that a miracle had taken place. He didn't invite Eutychus to accompany him on his evangelistic journeys to testify of his resurrection. There were no pamphlets urging, see the boy who fell from a building and died. God raised him from the dead. Hear the preaching of Paul, the man of great faith and power. No, that wasn't what happened at all. Watch. Instead, everyone simply went back to the third floor, had communion, and Paul continued preaching. Scripture doesn't even mention Eutychus any further. Watch. I'm going to show you why. Why? Because the church expected supernatural works to happen. They preached a full gospel with signs and wonders following. What do you mean, Bishop? I'm trying to tell you something here. we got to get to the place as the church that when somebody's blinded eyes get open, sure, we thank God for it, but it ought not be a surprise. When somebody gets out of a wheelchair and walks, it ought not blow us away. We ought to expect every time we come to the house of God that the supernatural is about to be, the book is about to be open and God is about to do something supernatural among us. We ought to expect it every time we come to the house of God that a miracle's going to happen. Somebody, that something supernatural is going, we ought not sit around and wait for it to happen. We ought to expect 
expect it to happen. And when we expect it to happen is when God's going to manifest it to happen. Bible said those kinds of things happen daily among the saints. But watch this. No person got the glory. Acts 19. God wrought special miracles by the hand of Paul. So that from his body were brought unto the sick handkerchiefs or aprons and the diseases departed from them how can that right there get any glory Oh, he threw the cloths down on the floor. Watch now. You've got to understand something. Paul sent believers. Did you hear what I said? I said, Paul sent believers out. With kerchiefs. Sorry, didn't mean to smack you so hard. You need a miracle? You need a miracle? I said, he sent believers. He sent believers out with handkerchiefs and aprons. Come on, somebody. You take that cloth and pray over it. And you watch what God's about to do. He's about to open up a book in the 21st century church that's going to produce miracles, signs, and wonders. Come on, I've still got a few more left. We can cut some more if we need to. I'm telling you that God's opening the book. He's trying to get the church to realize we're supposed to be producing the supernatural. Come on, the Holy Ghost is moving. I'm done. I'm not done, but I'm done. I want you to step out of your seat right now. God's about to open a book here right now. In the name of Jesus. Come on, if you've got those claws, lift them up right now. God's about to do something great through those. Come on, I, I got some more if we're out. 
just cloth. They make it every day. But it's something that happens when a 21st century apostolic filled with the Holy Ghost mixes your faith to believe. Come on, lift your hands right now. Lift your hands right now. Ah, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Come on, it's going to take more than preaching. It's going to take more than preaching. I said it's going to take more than preaching. It's going to take a church that responds in the Holy Ghost, that opens the book. Come on. He wants to reveal it in this hour. He wants to show you in this hour what He wants the church to be. I want you to lift your hands to the Lord right now and I want you to say, God, open the book in my life. I want you to make me, God, what you want me to be as a 21st century apostolic. In the name of Jesus. In the name, come on, that's it. God, I feel the Holy Ghost moving across here right now. Come on, He's going to bring miracle signs and wonders among us.